Thanks to Phil Hoffman Travel, it costs no more to travel with the best. This is 5AA Travel Talk. Yeah, we'd love to get your telephone calls. 8223 0000. You've got a question about travel, travel anywhere and whenever, and what options will be available down the track. Here's the opportunity of putting it to the man himself, Phil Hoffman, and he's on the telephone right now. G'day, Philip. G'day, Tony. How are you this afternoon? I'm, I'm all right, thank you, Cobber. We'll get rid of the music. The band gets a bit carried away at times. Yeah. <laughs> uh, mate, uh, look, uh, just some of the options that are available right now. What about, I mean, I know that you've spoken about it before, and I'm in love with the place. I reckon Tassie is one of the great travel options available in this day and age. Yeah, you're correct, uh, Tony. It's uh, going to open up on August the 7th. We've been waiting for it. He originally said the 24th of July, but now the 7th, which is definite. And we're excited because it is a unique place, Tony. Uh, I call it the little UK in the backyard. It's just over there, over you know, the small ditch, you know, and uh, it's only about a two-hour flight from here, direct flight to uh, Hobart. And uh, that'll enable people to be able to you know, avoid going through uh, through Victoria, which you can't. And um, and so you can go straight with direct flights, Tony. But it's, it's got everything there. You know, it's, it's got a historical nature. It's got uh, great food and wine trails. Uh, whiskey has come a big thing down in, uh, you know, whiskey trail down in Tasmania. It's got two of the top golf courses, Tony, which I didn't know till a couple of years ago. Um, up in the outside of Launceston, there's two golf courses that rank in the top 15 golf courses in the world so really? it's got a bit yeah it's got a bit of everything and so you know when people go there they just they just love it because there, there is so much to see so many areas and uh, to be able to fly you know now with adelaide direct flights with jetstar um it's the way to do it tony so we're very excited because it now gives us you know tassie queensland Northern Territory, so we're getting more and more product. But Tassie in particular, if people want to do, you know, go and see it and just explore it. But, it, Tony, a lot of people make a mistake. They think it's small, but, you know, when you start moving around to see all the different areas, you know, whether you go the East Coast, the West Coast, up through the centre, um, you really need, you know, longer time. And, and a self-drive holiday is, is probably one of the best ways to do it, just doing it with leisure, but you need more time. I mean, I've I, made the same mistake when I, you know, you look at a map with Ireland, you think, oh, we'll do that in a couple of days. Yeah. And then you realise just how, how intricate all the sort of little areas to go and see and how, how interesting they are if you stop and just walk around the town. So, yeah, we're excited about it, Tony, very excited. We'll more about it a bit later on. Yeah, in years gone by, people would say, ah, uh, well, yeah, I like the idea of going to Tassie, but you've got to fly to Melbourne, then you wait for a couple of hours, get the connecting flight, go down to Hobart, and they say, ah, oh, no, all of a sudden it's like a hopping on a plane and going to Fiji. But, but nowadays, the direct flights, and as you say, with Tassie, the idea is land in Hobart, Get yourself a hire car uh, or yep. stay in Hobart for a couple, couple of days. Yeah, a yeah. yeah, couple of days in Hobart to, to see some of the interesting places in Hobart walking around and and then then head out to, uh, you know, Port Arthur, then up the east coast and through to Launceston and, and maybe a bit of the west coast and then drop the car, say, come back into Hobart and do the circular route, you know, probably 14 days, Tony. And that will give you a really good coverage of, of Tasmania. But as I said, every time I go down there, I just find it more interesting each time. And I've probably been now, you know, eight, ten times. And you find little places, you know, places like Richmond and that. Um, they're just Salamanca markets uh, down there in Hobart. And then you've got the famous um, museum, uh, Tony, but you've got to be a bit broad-minded, called uh, Mona. It's the Museum of Old and New Art. <laughs> 
and uh, it's way it's way out there, Tony. It's way out there. So, and this is Tassie. Um, we know, think, oh, yeah, Tassie's is, yeah, yeah, Tassie. Go on, go on. I say, the people are lovely too, as long as you're not from Victoria or New South Wales. <laughs> oh, you're from South Australia. Oh, yeah, I went there one time, had a great time. Haven't been back, but the, but the, I, I don't know. I don't know whether it's just me, but when you say I'm oh, from South Australia, oh, you're more than welcome. And they're they're really friendly. They really are. They are, Tony, and they've got some great uh, wine areas as well. You know, up through the Tamar Valley there along the river there, there's something like uh, 30 to 50 wine cellars, open-door wine cellars, where you can go in and have a taste. There's some famous uh, wineries there, the Piper Brook Winery up there, the Jantz uh, Winery, uh, which provides a lot of stuff here to South Australia. So, you know, I, I've got a real sort of affection towards Tasmania. Like you said, the people make you feel very welcome. So it's a bit like New Zealand. It's It's got the same flavour in terms of they do appreciate tourism um, and they depend a lot on it. So you are made to feel very welcome when you go down there. So if people are looking for a lovely holiday from August the 7th, uh, Tony, they can get up and go. Uh, this is from Paula, sends us an email. If you'd like to have a talk with Phil, by all means, give us a call on 8223 0000. That uh, interactive number of ours at 138. Uh, from Paula, uh, she says, Phil, there's been a, a television documentary over the last couple of weeks on the Orient Express. Uh, she says, when international travel is back, and hopefully sooner than later, what does Phil know of this incredible historic train, the Orient Express? Uh, it's probably one of the most iconic, uh, you know, train trips you can do. You can do sectors of it between, you know, uh, Istanbul right through to Paris uh, and London, uh, Tony. So, uh, you know, the Orient Express has always been uh, very famous and, uh, you know, uh, it, it's it's just, it ranks up there as one of the world, the world rail trips that you should do. So uh, if she wants any more information, tell her to give us, give us a ring, Tony, and I'll send out all the details of it. It's not cheap, it's expensive, but uh, it's one of those trips you go, I must do the, a bit like the blue train in, in South Africa and the Rovers Rail. They're all sort of the Trans-Siberian, they're all sort of famous uh, rail trips that you should do, Tony. Okay. This is from Marnie, who's got a question. She said, uh, could you ask Phil, please, will, uh, will travel options be available, a travel bubble between ourselves and Fiji? What's the story there? Yeah, Tony, that's a good one because uh, we thought that we may have it by early September, you know, first of all, New Zealand, get that running, and then Fiji and the Pacific Islands. But with the Victoria outburst, you know, numbers, I think it slowed it up a little bit. But I think, you know, listening to uh, Prime Minister Morrison uh, last week, he was saying that, you know, we may see it coming from Sydney uh, Adelaide and Queensland, and uh, uh, and they'll avoid Victoria for a little while because of the numbers. So I think you know maybe it's going to be pushed out a bit later than anticipated. But I reckon both those destinations, New Zealand and the Pacific Islands, will hopefully come before Christmas, Tony. Well, let's hope so. Phil, what's the uh, what's the situation with uh, with Queensland? I mean, so many of us think, oh, this cold weather of ours, love to get up to Queensland, <laughs> the Sunshine State. Yeah, what's uh, Queensland's take? Queensland's taken off, Tony, and, and you can fly there now direct, uh, but you've got to do a, a pre-entry to into Queensland, so you've got to go on their their, their government website and, and give them the conditions that you're coming in and all full details of so they can track you down if anything happens. And same coming back to Adelaide from Queensland, Tony, so if you go out of South Australia nowadays, you've also got to apply for a sort of a 
you know, what we call a mini-entry form. But if you do it before you go, Tony, uh, both in Queensland and South Australia with those forms, it just makes it easier and faster through the airports. But uh, I'm suggesting everyone get direct flights, Tony, if you're going to go up to Queensland. But certainly it's been, um, you know, popular since it's open on uh, July the uh, 10th. And uh, a lot of the baby boomers, uh, Tony, my age group, your age group, are all saying that they want to get away from this cold weather. And Queensland really offers the way to do it, is to get up there. Uh, a friend of mine has got a property there up in the uh, northern Queensland. He, he's, he goes on August the 10th. He's going up for eight weeks, Tony. And then he rings me every now and then and says, I'll just give you the temperature now, and it's only <laughs> yeah. 7.30 in the morning, <laughs> yeah. and it's 28 degrees. And yeah. you go, I don't want to hear from you. Get off the phone. Yeah, hang <laughs> up on him. Yeah, say, Nick, off. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Phil, an email from Anne-Marie. She says, um, oh, this is closer to home. She says, what reasonable accommodation is available over on KI? I asked the question because I've got friends who are coming in the opposite direction from Queensland, and they've heard some glowing reports about KI. But she said, we don't. they don't hear much up in Queensland about what accommodation might be available because of the bushfire situation there, say, six months or so ago? No, most of, most of the uh, places now with accommodation uh, are uh, open there. If she wants to give a, a ring to our office, Tony, we can get a, a Kangaroo Island brochure out for the different range of products. Yeah, one of my favourites is the old Ozone Hotel over there on Kingscote. I love that because it's in the main street of Kingscote. From there, you can go to most places. Uh, you could stay at uh, Island Beach. There's places along there. There's the new eco villas uh, that have just opened up. But there's so many different places, Tony. But according to budgets, you know, we will put people... The only disappointing thing with... Or not the only disappointing thing, but when they lost Southern Ocean Lodge, which was oh, one of yeah. the lodges of the world, probably rated in the top seven lodges of the world, Tony. And uh, that was... Uh, to see that go was just uh, so upsetting. But, you know, the Kangaroo's recovering um, and uh, there's so much to see now, you know. So, I mean, the other day, Tony, they had whales just outside of Penishore doing backflips, you know, <laughs> outside there. Uh, and a, and a friend of mine and a friend of yours, John, <laughs> had driven all the way to the top of the bite, you know, uh, on, the, on the border of WA, didn't see a whale, and his mate rings him from Middleton and said, oh, there's, uh, there's whales down here out of Harbour in Middleton, uh, sorry, Victor Harbour in Middleton, and also at Penishore. <laughs> You'd be nice and peed off. It's 17 minutes to two. Oh, would you? A, a gentleman from Kilkenny, Sasha's given us a ring. G'day, Sasha. Hi, how are you? You've got a question for Phil. Hi, Sasha. Hi. Um, I've got European uh, family in Ukraine, uh, what's your best guess for when European travel would reopen? Yeah, actually, that's a really, <laughs> that's the $64 question. Um, Morrison made a comment the other day, and it's the first time they've given us a date to sort of uh, think about, was January 1. He didn't say Europe, he just said international travel. Uh, Sasha, I think European, uh, going into Europe will depend on how quickly Europe flattens off with all the, because uh, the borders are all opening, but uh, we've seen a real bit of a resurge in Barcelona. So things like that could slow it down. But I'm saying probably March, April, uh, that I think you'll see international flying into Europe. But as I said, that's me making a big guess and being a, the optimist because uh, I want to see it you know, opening up as soon as possible. But uh, that's uh, Morrison for the first time. And Josh Friedberg said that in an economic uh, statement that uh, January 1, they're looking at the opening of international flights out of Australia. Sasha, when were you hoping to go? Any definite uh, time frame? 
Uh, I was supposed to have been there about six months ago, and I I missed it, and then the virus came up, so I'm overdue. Yeah, yeah, a lot yeah, of people I, in the I just, yeah, I, yeah, I think a lot, there, are, there are a lot of people. Um, you know, if it was a work situation or whatever, you can apply through the government, uh, Sasha, but it takes so long, um, you know, to get all the approvals through. Uh, and as I said, without the real regular flights, it's, it would be hard work. And then you could be stuck with the quarantine going through certain destinations as well. Based on what, I, based on what I've seen on TV, the hardest part would be getting back to Australia. Well, it is, you know, and that's the thing. I mean, even even when they're nominating a date of January 1, they talked about doing quarantine when you come back. I think hopefully by uh, Christmas, you know, January, uh, Sasha, we may have better better ways of making sure that people could quarantine without going to a hotel, you know, that they either have some tests when they get home and go straight home. But uh, that 14-day will, will, will make people nervous if they had to do that. But as I said, it's early days to predict that at this stage. Alrighty, if uh, like Sasha, you've got a question for Phil, give us a call right now. You're able to get through on eight double two three double o double o. That interactive travel uh, number of ours. Okay, just a little after a quarter to two. Back with Phil in a moment or so. South Australia, we've missed you. Welcome back. We're so proud to show SA off. And while the world is waiting, let's be explorers in our own backyard. With Phil Hoffman Travel as your guide, embark on a range of inspiring adventures and immerse yourself in the best South Australia has to offer. Explore with a local. Phil Hoffman Travel, proudly South Australian. Visit pht.com.au. South Australia, we've missed you. Welcome back. We're so proud to show SA off. And while the world is waiting, let's be explorers in our own backyard. With Phil Hoffman Travel as your guide, embark on a range of inspiring adventures and immerse yourself in the best South Australia has to offer. Explore with a local. Phil Hoffman Travel, proudly South Australian. Visit pht.com.au. Scrape your caravan, Walker Crash Repairs, an RAA approved caravan crash repairer. This is Tony Pilkington. Uh, Darren at uh, Kings Park. you got a question for Phil Hoffman in a moment or so. We'll get you in a tick, uh, Darren. A vista down at Glenelg, part of the Caritas Retirement Villages, is just a stroll from Jetty Road. I mean, you've got the lifestyle of the beach down there. Uh, you can. Uh, there's a caring village manager on site. It makes all the difference in the world. And the Caritas family really take a day-to-day interest in making sure that everything is just perfect. They offer a full range of support, including personal care and uh, home delivery of essential services and a, a really friendly staff at Caritas making sure that their retirement villages are just the best available in Adelaide. And the one called a, a Vista down at Glenelg is a five-minute stroll from the beach. You're about a three-minute stroll down to Jetty Road and all of the shops and, and restaurants and amenities down there. And as I said, the on-site manager makes all the world of difference too. A Vista at Glenelg. Make some inquiries about it. Go and have a look, see for yourself. Give them a call on 1300 796 311. Nine six three double one and arrange an on-site inspection, or if you like, simply go online. A Vista A V I S T A A Vista Glenelg, all one word. dot com. dot au, and go and have a look. See, just a lovely lifestyle down there. Righto, uh, we've got calls all over the place. Let's get to a few of them right now. Uh, Darren for Phil Hoffman. Darren, you're at Kings Park. Good afternoon and uh, and welcome. G'day, Phil. I've got a question. Um, we should be in Uzbekistan, the way to Italy, obviously we're not. Um, we're willing to go to Queensland. 
my better half's a bit nervous because of um, the Premier up there raising some threats about closing the border to New South Wales. She's worried what if people creep the border and then things change and we're up in Queensland and then we have to either pay for quarantine or rush home. You think, what do you think the likelihood of that is? I'm told it's not going to happen, but... I, I, uh, you know, Darren, I think we're pretty safe here with South Australia with our figures. I mean, if she closes off to New South Wales, that'll be New South Wales. But That's what I, I told think, her this you know, morning. Yeah. I, I think yeah. you're pretty safe. Uh, you know, we're getting a lot of clients going up there uh, for the next, you know, two months and all that. But uh, I'd be very surprised. We'd have to have a really big outbreak here for us to... Uh, I think she's worried rest. about them, the people creeping over the border from New South Wales. They keep no, no, I, I think I think she's got that under very strong control. And yeah. uh, I, I, it depends, you know, look, I, I wouldn't hesitate, Darren, that's me. I'd be going if I could get away at the moment. I'd, I'd love to get up there and get that warm weather and go... Uh, you know, yeah, one of my favourites is going going up tropical north of Queensland, and I love it up there. Well, I told her this morning I'll go without it, so because I'm okay. Yeah, my wife's a bit hesitant about travelling at the moment for all sorts of reasons, and, and, uh, and I said well, I might have to go on my own. You know, so uh, oh, Phil, Phil, there, be Darren. careful. A divorce these days is going to cost you half, mate. Now, don't do it. Whatever you do, right. and she's... Well, we should be on the way to Italy, so it's a bit um, yeah. It's a bit of a come down, but anyway. Yeah. And Darren, can I just tell you, everywhere I go these days, people go walk up to me and they go, Phil, I'm supposed to be in London. Phil, I'm supposed to be in Croatia. Oh, yeah. Phil, I'm supposed to be in Italy. You know, I go... I said, don't blame me. <laughs> oh, Phil, look, we're going to have somebody to blame in this day and age. Yeah, that, that's the way things work. Uh, okay, uh, Darren, good luck with all of that. Um, let's go to Paul. Paul, you're at Windsor Gardens with a question for Phil. <laughs> Hello, Paul, you there? Uh, Paul from Parafield Gardens. Oh, Parafield cool? Gardens. All righty. We're okay. You've you moved suburbs. Right, oh, where are you going? <laughs> okay. My question is, with cruising uh, in local waters, when will that be happening? Because I've got a cruise booked from Adelaide to Tasmania next February. Yeah, I think, I think Paul, we could be, we could be back in there by then because it'll be local. It's, it's uh, you know, close at home. I think we'll, that will be our first uh, areas that we'll get uh, permission in. At the moment, you know, we've been told that uh, nothing before probably the end of September, but I think yeah. it'll be a bit longer than that. But I think in local waters like, you know, Adelaide, uh, Tassie and all that area there, but uh, it's just governments, uh, you know, uh, Paul, that are... And because we've got individual state governments, I was talking to the head lady of Penant Cruises, which runs beautiful uh, expedition cruise ships, you know, under uh, 200 passengers. And she said, you know, she just gets one state saying yes and then another state says no. And she said, unfortunately, you know, when cruise ships go from one place to another, they're going, yeah. you know, via the different states. And it just causes yeah. havoc at the moment because everyone's putting up different rules. So, but I reckon by Christmas we'll be, we'll be back there sailing. Let's hope so. Oh, Good yeah. on you, Paul. Thanks oh, yeah, for the no call. Right, uh, Peter at Linden Park. Uh, Peter, you've got a question for, uh, for Phil Hoppin. Hello, Peter. Yeah, good day. It's not so much. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hang on a minute or so. We'll uh, try and get rid of this one and we'll get Phil back online. That's the shot. You there? Okay. Peter, are you there? Yes, I am. Okay. Yes, it's uh, more of an answer to the previous caller. Uh, yeah. The minute that uh, Stephen Marshall announced. Oh, hang on. Sorry, Peter. Keep going. Yeah, the minute... Yeah, I got, I got on to Kirsty Morris at, at Norwood. We were on to it within 10 minutes. And her advice 
to us was not to fly through Sydney just in case it gets closed off. So we diverted and we're going Adelaide, Brisbane, Brisbane, Cairns. So you're just going Adelaide to Queensland and yeah, and that's yeah. a pretty safe way uh, yeah, to do and, it. And that's what, I, that's what we're recommending. And, and uh, a couple of people had flights where they were coming back by Sydney and I said no because you may get some real hard attention when you come back to Adelaide. Even though you've only transited through Sydney Airport, they could give you a hard time. So I'm saying to people, yeah. just make sure all your flights are out of Queensland and not yeah. via certainly not via Sydney or Melbourne if you if you can help it. But uh, yeah. So we're, we're giving that advice because we don't want yeah. people having a hard time. Even though they may have transited, you could meet someone at the airport that says, no, no, you've got to quarantine. We don't want that to happen. Yeah, that's exactly right. So um, uh, it cost us a bit. Um, uh, Qantas sort of hit us a bit. But um, uh, anyway, I'd like to say thanks very much. They're doing a great job out there at Nord. And, oh, um, she's and a doctor consultant. She's my assistant manager out there, and yeah. she's uh, one of my favourites. She's a beautiful yeah. girl. She's a great girl, and we're going through the paperwork right now, as you said, your advice earlier on about doing it ahead. Uh, we're trying to sort that out today. Yep. Yeah. Okay. okay. It's nice Thanks. to hear. Thank you very much for the call. Get on you, Peter. Thanks. Enjoy the trip up there. Uh, Sam, you're at Seaton with a question for Phil. Hello, Sam. <laughs> Gentlemen, good afternoon. Uh, Phil, what's the latest with new owners on of Virgin in relation to all the credits they're giving out beforehand? No, they're, no, they they'll be they'll be uh, honoured. They'll be honoured. That's uh, we have that uh, from the uh, people that looked after the thing and Bain and Co uh, did the whole thing, and so uh, they've they've honoured. They're going to honour those uh, credits. Uh, does that mean now you're going to send us out notifications accordingly, or yeah. do we have well, to... Well, what you, what you need to do is ring up when you want to use your credits, and uh, they'll advise you the best way to do that. All right? Thank you. Thanks, Sam. Right, uh, Sam. Thanks for the call. Phil, got some emails here. Got all over the place. Uh, uh, g'day, Phil and Pilko. Uh, we can currently fly to Queensland, but uh, I want to know, can I get a connecting international flight to New York from Brisbane? Uh, oh, yeah, that's from Bill. Phil, the answer to that one. Uh, uh, unfortunately, unless you were going over there to work and have a contract and, and get government permission for it, uh, the answer is no. I mean, there are flights out of uh, Sydney, I think out of Brisbane maybe to America, but uh, they're only taking, uh, they're, you know, as I said, uh, right. unless you get permission, no, you can't just be a tourist. Right, uh, this one from Scott. I've got a, a cruise booked leaving Adelaide for Tassie in November. What do you think the chance of still going ahead? Uh, also, uh, do they cancel the cruise if many people have, uh, have cancelled their booking? That's from Scott. No, what you need to do from Scott, what Scott needs to do, Tony, is wait until they cancel it, right? Yeah. And then they'll issue you either the refund or a future cruise, and they generally add another 25% value onto your cruise. So, oh, okay, right. Tony, if you've paid, say, um, uh, uh, say $1,000 for the for the cruise, as a round figure, uh, then they'll give you future credits for another cruise next year at 1250 value. All right, okay, so there's the uh, the bonus. So you bet yeah, you better to not you cancel before they cancel because there could be, you know, cancellation fees, but if they cancel, which they will do accordingly as the time goes on, Tony, if they can't be in the waters, then you get either the full refund or you get an added a bonus of 25% added to your 
future cruise credit. We're talking a travel with Phil Hoffman. If you're thinking of travelling anywhere at any time, they're, they're the people to get in touch with, the people that Phil Hoffman travel. At uh, Redwood Park, uh, Glenn's given us a call. Hello, Glenn. G'day, Philco. Welcome back. Hope you had a great holiday yeah. and a great rest. Yeah, that's nice of you to say that. What's your question for Phil? A uh, quick one. Phil, do you think that the international cruise industry will recover oh, to where it absolutely. was, say, the end of last year? Absolutely, Glenn. Uh, look, Glenn, it will take uh, a bit longer than we would uh, like to think so because of all the governments make, you know, doing different things at the moment. But I think once they get all the protocols right, all the health protocols, and convince, you know, both the US authorities, European authorities and Australian authorities, they'll be back and they'll be uh, buoyant again. Um, it's really interesting. Uh, all my clients that I run into anywhere I am, they just merely want us to give them the green light when they can cruise again. And, only, and it's only sometimes the non-cruiser that says, oh, I don't think people will cruise. They'll get it right. I mean, prior to COVID, they had such a great health record as far as... Uh, Health, yeah, sanitation and everything else on cruises. So it'll return. They'll change things like we all have to at the moment with social distancing, no buffets, uh, you know, special check-in facilities. So things will change and they're working on that now. I'm actually hooking up tomorrow night at midnight with a, the Australian, sorry, the World Tourism Council and the cruise officials discussing all the issues that they are working on so that we've got a, a better understanding of what will transpire in the next couple of months to get the green light. So I, I see cruising coming back again very strong. Um, but as I said, there'll be some nervous uh, travellers. But uh, if you said to me what's one of the safest ways that you could you could travel, it will be cruising when it returns. Yeah, and, uh, I have personally been with Celebrity and also with MFC. So that's five cruises all up. So it's for the yeah. Really yeah, so you know what just, goes on with the cleaning and everything else. And, yeah. and and if they ever get a downgrade on their health authorities, you know, whether it's in the kitchens, whatever, they can be grounded straight away. So as I said, COVID-19 came on and it's come on as it, as it has everywhere in the world. So you can't just blame it, you know, for the cruise people. It's just what happened. And it's a contained environment there. But, but as I said, I think the new conditions will be very stringent uh, and everything will be controlled before you get on and while you're on, when you go on excursions and everything else. So it'll be one of the tightest conditions you've ever seen. Okay, Glenn, thanks for the call. Good luck with the cruising. Phil, you're very much open for business. Some people are under the impression, oh, because of what's going on in the travel industry, but no, not so. Full, Phil Hoppin is no, still out there. Yeah, we're full open, Tony, and, uh, you know, 10 till 5 every day. Uh, we're online as well. Uh, we're open Saturdays. And, Tony, last week we held uh, seminars on um, travelling by train throughout Australia. And we had uh, 210 participants came, Tony, and some really? terrific bookings. And someone, everyone was so excited, Tony, to come back in and be talking travel again. So I'm very confident of the future when this is all over that we'll return to you know, pre-COVID days. Good on you, mate. Lovely to chat to you. Phil Hoppin from Phil Hoppin Travel. Whenever you're thinking of travelling, whether it be immediately or sometime down the track or looking towards Christmas and you're thinking of travelling uh, perhaps internationally, even cruising, flying overseas, travelling anywhere in Australia, they're the people to get in touch with and know what they're doing, the people that Phil Hoppin Travel.